Hello, my friends. Welcome to another Chit Chat with GitCats. And I've got a goodie for you tonight, or today, depending on what part of the world you are in. Um, I have a gentleman who has come up with something very cool uh, that us who love tube amps want to tour without tube amps, but we're forced to use modelers and it just sounds digital and thought, why can't somebody make something analog in a floorboard that can power my speaker cab, have some effects in there and just pack it up and jump on a plane and, and go. Luckily for us, a gentleman who I have as a guest right now has done exactly that and I'm going to switch to him right now, but I've just realized that we're not going to see him. There he is right there. It's Thomas Blug. Hey, Thomas. How you doing? Hi. Hey, good to see you. Good to see you too, mate. Thomas, um, where are you right now? You're in Germany, aren't you? Yeah, I'm in Germany. My town is called Saarbrücken. Uh -huh. It's um, a, a smaller town, uh, not like Hamburg or Munich or Berlin. Um, and it's very close to the French border. So oh. I can literally walk to France. It takes me 15 minutes and I'm on the other side on the French border. <laughs> uh -huh. Now, Thomas, you yeah. have a, a little company called a Blue Guitar and you make some very cool specialized products for the guitar player. And right. what people don't know yet is that you are a fantastic guitar player, first and foremost, and oh, yeah. you are coming from the point of view of a working guitar player and designing products that yeah. we need and are very practical. So before we get into um, some of your fine products, I just want to know a little bit about, about your playing background, mate. Can you tell us mm -hmm. about uh, some of the things you've done? Well, you know, I started as we all started in a school band. And then uh, the, the kind of guitar virus hit me and it was so hard. I, you know, I practiced every day hours. I, I remember coming back from school and the next thing I remembered, it was dark and I was hungry. And in between, <laughs> I was just lost with the guitar. You know, I just uh, practiced scales and, and, you know, so for me, the magic about learning the guitar was never uh, a torture. You know, it was a, a very easy thing to me. Somehow I managed to find an easy access to the ins instrument and and I discovered that groove is, is a thing that was good for me. Um, and I learned all my phrases kind of having a groove with it. So, um, and then I, I had, you know, a, a couple of bands. And then when I became 20, um, I, I already had some session work in studios. Um, it was not. It wasn't the, the high-profile jobs, but at least it made some money, mm -hmm. and um, I got around, and um, I, I had like three bands at the same time. And then at a certain point, I discovered that I wanted to do my own music, and I stopped all my cover bands, and uh, you know went all the way that direction and made no money. <laughs> and um, but then I got hired for touring um, with German band called the Rainbirds from Berlin, and then I played in in um, uh, uh, Purple Schulz is a German singing um, kind of Bruce Springsteen, uh, you know, singer songwriter with uh, maybe a bit more pop. Oh, cool. um, so I played with him a couple of years, and then I um, I played in another very big famous band which was called tic-tac-toe like this german spice girls okay and we opened up for michael jackson so i've been on stages with like 120,000 people in front of 
us. Aha. Uh-huh. So I have seen <laughs> on your um, on your Blue Guitar website, there was a, a yeah. great picture um, of you and just a sea of people behind you playing. Was that that tour, was yeah. it? That, yeah, yeah that, that was that, that, that tour. And this was just the right side of the stadium. Uh, so there is like the same amount of people on the other side and the, twice the amount in the middle. So I have some other shots where you can see them all. I don't have the rights to show them on my website because, you know, professional oh. photographers, blah, blah. So I, I just got the right for the one shot with me and not with the girls. But I have the other shot somewhere on my website, uh, on my Thomas Blue, the artist website. And it's like scary. But wow. hey, this is, uh, you know, once you've done it, um, it's it's cool. But uh, I've done it. You know, I yeah. enjoy playing small clubs and kind of connect with others and um, jam with the band is even more important than having big shows and, you know, fireworks and shit. <laughs> sure, sure. So if you're anything yeah. like me and you have to jump out in front of a huge crowd like that, I can't say I've played one quite that big, but do you find it's a case of the more people, the, the more comfortable you are? Like if I'm sitting mm-hmm. one-on-one with somebody and somebody hands me a guitar and says, play me something. That's hard. Uh, I, ca- I, I can't, you know, you know, my my family always teases me for not being able to play Christmas songs or yeah. anything like that. Yep. You know, so I, I can do my thing. And of course, I'm good at that because I've done it so many times. And it's totally true. If, if it's a one-on-one thing, it's the hardest. It is. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And I've done many trade shows and... That, that's a good exercise too, when, especially when you have morning demos, when nobody is there, it's only three people. I mean, like, it, you know, the, the second one at 11 uh, o'clock is packed, but, you know, if you have that, 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 that one not so lucky day and you start as the first one and all the three guys with the coffee mug stand in front of you and you, it's like, okay. <laughs> but this was a good practice. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, I just watched um, ZZ Top. Uh, there's a little documentary out. They're celebrating 50 years together as a band now, the same lineup. Wow. And they yeah. were talking about just before they, they made it big, playing in a, in a tiny little place, and there was one person, and they bought him. They w- wanted to buy him beer to stay, just so they had somebody to play with. And he said, no, just a Coke. Yeah. He still turns up to their <laughs> shows today, and they know who he is. They're like, hey, remember me? And they're like, of course, man. You know, we, we played a you know, show for you. Yeah. Super, so, yeah. Thomas, the Blue Guitar Amp 1. Yeah. We both had the shirt on right ah, now. Yeah. Yes? Yeah, you, you got <laughs> one of those. I got the yeah. same here. Oops. Yeah. Can you explain to my viewers what the Amp 1 is? And um, why you came up with it, basically. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, what it is, it's a 100-watt, nanotube-driven, all-analog, four-channel guitar amplifier that only weighs two pounds. So that's the, the, the official uh, rap I'm doing. Okay. Um, and wh- what it is, it's a pedal amp. Um, I thought of something most compact and most useful for like today's situation. You know, when I was playing with Tic-Tac-Toe, I had a backline, I, I had like two, four, twelve stacks and wearing and blah, blah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, the whole nine yards. Wet, dry, wet. But, yeah, yeah, you know, um, and just because you can do it, you know, people picked it up in my living room, you know, all I had to do is like, see, this is the setup 
and then they monitored or watched the cabling and put numbers in there and you know marked everything and i had i wasn't even allowed to touch my own gear on stage you know wow. i got fresh strings on there yep. and then this you know all my, my job was to moan about the food or whatever but you know being the rock star bullshit uh, the, but the thing is um when i kind of quit that industry i i really after that i, I decided you know i'm not uh, a servant in that music industry anymore um i i founded my own thomas bluke band which is this one aha uh -huh. and here's my um here's my little australia story this uh picture has been taken in sydney Marubra Beach at the Rocks, um, a place where I spent a lot of time. Um, I had friends there and I was writing songs over there. I was writing articles for magazines. Um, and uh, I had a swim once. Uh, just, once just once, just once. No, no, no. Th there was a rock pool down there. And it is so beautiful because in this, this rocks, I had some shade. So even in like midday, I could escape from the sun. As we all know, Australia has some heavy sun. Mm -hmm. And um, so I was riding stuff there and then, you know, have a little swim and then maybe go to the beach, long, nice beach, a little bit jogging. And um, I got stung by blue bottles. You know, I, you know, we had some heavy waves and the surfers were, were there so I when really, you, really I'm just going to jump in just quickly before you, we lose track when you got stung by the blue bottle did they tell you to pee on it that <laughs> no, is no okay when I was a kid that was the remedy it was like I just got stung by a blue, blue bottle somebody pee on my foot <laughs> sorry to interrupt <laughs> yeah okay well makes sense um, yeah anyway so after you know my big touring things i i started my own band and uh, with my own band i sm played smaller clubs and i started having my 4 by 12 with me and like a, a big 20 kilogram head or 25 kilogram even you know multi-channel tube head yep. that i designed with using ketner the triumph mark ii oh nice and um yeah so what i had was a an audi a what was it six uh, with some room and I ended up having all my gear and too many people in the uh, car driving to my gigs and everybody was blah, 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 talking for hours you know because we haven't seen each other for a week or two or a month and then that was so and at a certain point I decided you know what I'm the driver I have four people it's kind of nice but it's a bit too much rock and roll at a certain stage and I wanted to have smaller things and I bought myself a convertible so in that convertible, first thing, I couldn't get in all the people. So I had one sitting next to me having a nice conversation for a three hours drive or five hours, whatever you, you would go. And the other thing is I had to uh, get my gear smaller, which um, I, I came up with a, a one by 12 cabinet that replaced my four by 12 which I've designed just for myself and that. And this was even before Blue Guitar existed. And then um, I came to the point where I thought, you know, with the amp, everything needs to be smaller. And I discovered something on the electronic side that gave me the, the spark for making the amp one. And this was kind of how to replace tubes without having tubes, uh -huh. being all discrete analog. And um, I was um, like... I knew after I had this kind of element, I can 
I can go all the way. And the M1 now is like my third incarnation of that. The world sees M1, but I already had like two versions before that. Sure. <clears throat> and then um, when my first version was only two channel and it had, you know, no features and only 50 watts. And then when I found out about the technology is able to get to the real deal, I decided I have to do it and I have to do it non-compromise. And this is the reason why I even founded my company, Blue Guitar. You know, before that, I was a freelance worker for Jusen Kettner and I worked for Steinberg and some other companies. But, um, you know, to do this right, it took, you know, all my money, <laughs> passion, <laughs> energy and whatever, you know, and I didn't want to have a boss that told me when to stop and what to do and what not to do. And uh, I decided being a, a, you know, a working musician and this needs to be done right and it needs to be um, friendly, pedalboard friendly, because we all love pedals and my idea was have the amp on your pedalboard, shrink the pedalboard shrink the whole rig so now i have only my fat cap it's called um actually i'm having everything here uh, on a on the top of a fat cap here maybe you can see <laughs> it's just a, you know it's that size so this is my elbow you can see the size of that cabinet okay um and um that's that's my cabinet and then the amp one and the amp one is on my pedal board um we're using the same effects that I have been using in the past on my big rig, um, but I also have shrinked that down to a small pedal board. And sometimes I even travel just with the M1 itself yeah. because it has like three foot switches, it's universal power. Um, it's, it's all I need. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Now, what kind of sounds inspired you? Like, so the clean channels, dirty channels, etc. Was there particular amps? prize amps of yours that you used to AB? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, when, when I was serving the music industry as a guitar player, I had uh, all the excuses to buy good guitars and amplifiers. You know, being a session guy, uh, you need to have uh, decent amps. And even when I was a teenager, I had my first Fender Princeton and uh, a Super Reverb and I have a twin, um, I have a Tweet twin, you know, uh, think I have a, a, a Tweet Deluxe 57, um, that's just a Fender collection. Then I have too many Marshalls <laughs> <laughs> because I personally love Marshalls and I have uh, 50 watts, 100 watt plexis, uh, you know, the Black Flag logo ones. The lucky uh, with me is I bought them all when I was doing clinics and when they were sitting in shops and people, you know, had them on sale for, for used from a customer that did a trade deal, you know, trade in deal. So um, I got them all pretty cheap awesome. and I knew what good amps are, you know, and I see a Vox AC30 in your background. I have one of those as well. Close. AC10. Ah, it's a 10. It's okay. Uh, yep. Sorry. Yeah. Yep. I mean, yeah. Okay. Close. Now I can, <laughs> yeah, it's close. Yeah. Nice one. Yeah. Um, so, so, you know, all my amp collection is there. And then I do have um, the option to, 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 to tweak the amps um, on the side with what we call the, the, the custom controls. 
rip, rip, rip. Let me try to, to show it to the camera. Can you see sure these can. little knobs on the side? Yep. Um, it's kind of a set and forget thing, um, but it makes it more versatile since, you know, my Plexi collection starts with 60, whatever, seven ones, and I have a 65 GTM 45, and then I have some 70s, and there's slight difference here and there, and I, I wanted to have capture some of the, the nuances of the, the voicing of the, those different amps with my custom controls here as well. Um, so basically, I've done this for myself first, and uh, yeah, and then of course make it as a product and and uh, get a uh, get a range of tones that at least I need. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so this, I'm using all my my, my four channels on the M1, and um, yeah, that's uh, um, and. So you, you just mentioned four, four channels. So do you just want to tell people what you yeah. got a, like a clean. Yeah, there's a clean channel, which is like this. A little bit of reverb. Something like that. And um, here's one thing about tube amps. You know, they start to break up when you crank them. Mm -hmm. And my clean channel... This is like the way I use it, which is on the edge of breakup. I like that. Now I crank it. Yep. So this is just the amp, you know, driven hard on the clean volume. Yep. Next, next thing I can do, I can even drive my power amp stage, and this is where the nanotube. Works. You mentioned the nanotube. I'm, I was going to ask you about nanotube. Yep. yep. And that's that's in the power amp stage. So what happens next is, I have um, I'm using direct out, so I have no guitar speaker connected at this point. Mm -hmm. I use my own speaker emulation, the Blue Box. Aha. Uh -huh. And here, I have a level switch. Now, lower. Okay. Yep. Now I, I crank the power amp to like six or seven, and you. Uh -huh. So it's not more volume. It's just what a tube amp does. It's getting compressed Premium and saturated. And yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's. My clean channel. So you, you just and, mentioned um, the, uh, the the nanotube uh, as part of that. Right. I'm going to come back to the different channels in a second. Um, what exactly is the, the nanotube that, that you mentioned? That was something that you that pricked my ears up when you said that. So uh, okay. <laughs> it's a Russian <laughs> sub-miniature tube. Oh yeah, um, and um, what I like about the tube is first it's smaller. You know, I need to be compact. So why using a standard tube that is uh, five times bigger and even more uh, critical as a component in the, in the amp. You know, if you have um, the, the metal plates inside the tube and the grid and all that stuff, if you have physical stress like vibration to the tube, it's not, it's not helpful to have a big tube because big tubes have more mass. 
So this tube was designed to be used in Russian missiles. Okay. And um, so it's 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 designed to be um, sturdy and you know you know I, I can try to you can hear it though I I put the master on ten so this is not now very cool you know can you hear that yeah so that's the tube compared okay. to ah right so this the was, microphonics yeah, so, yeah you're tapping yeah yeah. But but this is like master on full, yep. and it's super low microphonics. Cool. I mean, if you would do this with a, a same wattage tube amp and would hit the the big tubes like that, yeah. you know, with a super yep. hard pick like mine, yep. um, you would hear even more noise. Uh -huh. um, so I jumped in with the the uh, nanotube thing there as you were describing the, the channels. Uh, Purely because when you played that clean sound and you pushed it some and you sort of got more grit, was that coming from the nanotube? You were driving yeah, the power I, a bit more. Yeah, that, what, what you got from the nanotube was when I was cranking the master. Before that, and that's the interesting part, is I was using, I was pushing my preamp, and the preamp is tube free. That hurts, you know, it's like, yep. oh, tube free, it can't be good. Yep. But, but it is this, analog, this yeah? Was, it's all analog. It's it, all there's analog no too. digital stuff in the, you know, and this is. If it, so. You know, I, I, I reduced the master to like two now, so the so the power amp stage and the the nanotube is not driven hot; it's yep. clean. Yep. So all the stuff I'm getting here is from the preamp side. Uh -huh. Okay. So that now, that that compression, I, that grit, that's we're not going into the nanotube yeah. just yet. That's all just the front end. Yep. That's the front end. And yep. I have another booster here. Maybe you are familiar with this. This is called the Super Hard Yeah, it's a Zvex, isn't it? I'm friends with Zach Zvex, Zachary exactly. on yeah. uh, Facebook. He's probably watching so, this. And it says Crackle OK. I wouldn't do a product like that. Yeah, yeah. But I, all He good, does say that's cool. normal. I've, I've seen the demos and he says that's normal. Yeah, yeah, sure, it's normal for, if you design it that way. I wouldn't design it that way. But anyway, yep. um, it says crackle okay, so I'm, no worries. So, see, I put my clean channel now. Like, like I, I, can, I can leave it on 10, so it, that's the way it breaks up with. And now I boost it even harder. You know, if you know the hard on, it's more like a neutral boost. It's a level boost. It's not a. This is not a drive pedal in the way that it makes such uh, its own saturation. It's just mm -hmm. lifting the boost. level. And, yeah. yeah, yeah, clean boost. So what happens here is when I crank it. So, Thomas, being that, that it's uh, an analog front end, uh, am I yeah. right in thinking that you can drive pedals a bit harder into the front yeah. end without fear of, of clipping the AD converters, etc.? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. and what what I try to show is that my front end saturates just like my tube amp. Yeah, you know, think of just think of a Fender Bassman, for instance, mm -hmm. and have this pedal in front of it, and and you can crank it. To a, even to a lead tone, uh -huh. and um, you know most non-tube designs would never be able to do that. You know to have this kind of smooth tra transition from all clean 
into high gain and with no funky stuff, the tubes are doing that curve the best. And uh -huh. this is what I discovered can be done another way. And nobody else has it besides we have it. Uh -huh. And I has, it's hidden somewhere on my 960 parts in the circuit on the circuit board, SMD components, super small somewhere. And of course, um, it is it is a secret, but when you understand it, it's like why nobody else has ever discovered that. <laughs> you know, yeah, like yeah, all, the yeah. wheel is round because it works. You know. Yeah, yeah. So that was the, that was channel one, the clean channel, and we heard that goes into yeah. a nice grit, which is what I like. I'd prefer yeah. that over using a compressor. Um, tell us yeah. about channel two. Okay, well, it kind of takes over where channel one um, left Lisa. So this is clean. This is the vintage channel. So, ah, let's get rid of the boost. Let's put it on five and have something like a... At this time of day, I have no groove yet. <laughs> That's right. It's early morning <laughs> for you. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Uh, yeah. uh, I'm just going to, when we were at 42 Gear Street and um, yeah. they were recording uh, the backing tracks upstairs, uh, elevated jam tracks, yeah. and I yeah. went upstairs and, and Tom asked me to play first thing in the morning and I was just like, oh, man, I need, uh, <laughs> you don't, I didn't yeah, even yeah, try yeah, yeah. anything, dude. Yeah, so I get the morning thing, mate. I get the morning thing. Yeah. yeah. But but okay. See, this is this is like the the gain on half, like on five now, and then I bring in more gain. You know, it's get marshlier. and then with the boost, my internal boost. Now you just said my internal boost. Yeah. So there's an internal ah. boost built in. Yeah. This is a uh, no boost and that's my boost. Cool, cool. And that the the boost can be adjusted on the side control as well. Mm -hmm. So how much boost you want from show you all the way down. It's like this. It's kind of a little bit of extra sparkle. Yep. So Thomas, when you say is the boost uh pre or Posts that the it's pre-exception. Pre. It's, it's pre. pre. It's so just you're just like going to drive it harder like without necessarily making yeah. it louder. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it 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 can be almost like a tube screamer without being too honky. Now I crank the boost to full. So and okay, can you? I play at a very low volume here in the room, mm -hmm. but I nearly get feedbacks. You can hear. Yeah. The overtones catching on. Yeah. So this kind of yeah features the overtones and uh, this kind of dynamic. Aha. Yeah. That's the vintage channel. Yep. I go through the next, which is the classic channel. Now, I'm just going to, before we go much further, oh. you do have two versions of the amp one, right? The Iridium and the Mercury yeah. edition. Which one is it that you're playing right now? 
this one is the Mercury edition. Mercury and behind edition. me, the black, the black one is the Iridium. Iridium, okay. The Iridium is, is kind of a high-gain version. Yep. And, and they um, do sound different, the channels. I just wanted to clarify that before we went too far with the channels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, some, we have the same name since my the windows in, in, on the unit have the same name. So I have a modern, a classic, and a vintage. But, you know, call it that way. It's a modern classic rock tone or a classic tone. And this is like um, a, a vintage metal tone mm-hmm. and a classic metal tone. Or, you know, you could use fresh metal and whatever um i didn't want to come up with goofy names i i, I kind of you know keep it a, a bit cleaner <laughs> not like dave friedman <laughs> well i mean yeah dave is cool dave is super cool yeah you know yeah, some of those yeah, names that's, though that's cool too. <laughs> yeah 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 okay so super. channel three uh which we're on channel three now right uh is that right. based on anything in particular or we just is each one just an evolution of the previous channel uh, no, no, it's, it, uh, I mean, I have some amps that I use for reference here, and the Channel 3 is, is more or less a GCM 800, mm-hmm. um, uh, as the, the vintage can do some sounds of my Super Reverb, kind of, at lower settings, and then when I have higher settings of my Plexis, and um, yeah, and this, this one is more the later uh, master volume style marshals with uh, like an 800 you know uh-huh. so. still cleans up though but so that's what I was going to ask volume knob you can yeah clean up beautiful beautiful now yeah, they're just the standard single coils you've got there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. This is so if you were coil. using a humbucker, you'd be pushing even further, huh? I got a humbucker. If you want to hear that, uh, or I just finish. We, we we can do that with the with the other the metal version. The uh, I always forget which one's yeah. the mercury and the iridium. But when we get to the black one, I reckon we yeah. whack on a humbucker. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, the the silver face uh, one is the mercury, and the iridium is the dark one. Of you course. Know? Because okay. Mercury is yeah. silver, yes. Duh. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I I had to come up with a name, and you know, uh, who cares? Oh, works. Yep. Yeah, and then here with the side control, I can kind of. It's a little bit woodier here. What is that you're adjusting? A little bit brighter. What was that okay, knob? So you're, you're, what are you playing with there? This is uh, the custom control for the classic channel. So custom on the control. side here, yeah. we have we have an extra you know little control yep. to fine tune the sound of that channel. And uh, what I've done is I have internally I have like um, two tone stacks. One of the old era like more or less plexi style and then gsm 800 tone stack that has a bit more aggressiveness okay so and i can blend between the two so i can go from like a woodier 60s style um to a hair metal awesome uh, 
Yeah, without touching the overall three band EQ. It, this is just to give a basic character difference for the channel. Okay, that's a really good idea. Being able to blend between the two tone stacks. You, sir, are a genius. Yeah. You, sir, are a genius. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I, you know, if I want something for myself because I all have I have those these amps at home or in my studio and I want this and I want that and how can I get there? Mm, let's you know, give it a thought. Yep. Give it a try and say, why not? You know? And then you end up with something like that and have only one knob and in the end you decide which one you like and then you play with that. Uh -huh. And of course it matches some guitars better than other guitars and yeah. Now, there's a few people in the chat room, and I know on Facebook as well, there's a friend of mine who is a great female guitar player who's been wanting to find herself a, a much lighter rig, um, and I've been telling her about the uh, the Amp Ones. And um, so, Lisa, if you're out there, I think the uh, the Mercury Edition is the one for you, and that the Iridium's probably more my scene, but um, I'm sure she's listening yeah. intently and, and going, talk, ooh, that is talk, Yeah. Talking about female guitar players, I mean, Jennifer Batten was mm -hmm. the first, cust my first ever customer. She was visiting me here where I'm now in my home and uh, on, on an off day she had and um, I showed her the prototype and that yeah, she was waving the credit card said, you know, I need it. I need it now. I said, I can't give it to you. So she was the first one and she played with Michael Jackson. And then um, another female guitar player is Kat Dyson, and she played with Prince, uh -huh. and she also uses the M1. So I have like the high-profile female guitar players already, and some more, awesome. so, which is great. So, yeah, so um, they like to have lighter weight amp amplifiers. Makes a lot of sense, you know? We I like lighter weight. I, I like lighter weight amplifiers. I, I, um, yeah, <laughs> I like dragging along a stack when it's appropriate, but... Uh, for the last couple of years, I've been using a uh, an iPad, and I've been looking around. So when oh, I when yeah. I met you in Germany and and, and played you that, I was just yeah. like, "Yeah, this is cool. This is yeah." yeah. So yeah. we were on channel three, and you said that was based on the JCM eight hundred, eight hundred kind of yeah. Yeah. What about channel, a, a channel four? four? Yeah, it's called a modern channel, and um, it's a little bit Soldano-ish and it has its own custom control as well so it can go i would call it from soldano-ish into english side would sound like this oh i was in the middle so that's the smooth side side and then the other side is i like that 
I mean, high gain. Love it's it, nice. mate. I, I think the coffee's starting to kick in for you. I know it's only, uh, we started at 10 o'clock your time. I think the coffee's starting to work, huh? <laughs> gain does help too. It does, it does. <laughs> in the morning, in the, in the morning. If, if you're cool and have all the energy, um, I can play low gain. Yeah, but now it's like the gain gives me the extra caffeine. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Now, how about yeah. effects? Is there effects built into this? Yeah, the reverb is built in. The reverb, yep. This is, uh, yeah. Uh, it's a spring type reverb. Um, yeah, no, no, nothing super fancy. It's a nice uh, guitar like spring reverb, mm. I would say. Yep, yep. Um, um, it's not so like a Strowman Blue Sky or something if somebody wants that. No, then, no, no. I, yeah. I, you know, th this is a pedal amp and it's designed to go with other, you know, companies' pedals as well. So if you have a Blue Sky and the Shimmer Verb or whatever nice effect, then, yeah, there's an effects loop and you can combine it and you, you, you can uh, even bring it in with uh, presets that you can store into the foot switches or you can have a MIDI controller uh, uh, switching the amp one there's a lot of uh, users having the amp one and like helix uh, hx effects like for cable method where they go with tons of pre-effects and post effects or they simply go with traditional you know analog stuff uh -huh. all good now, um, just speaking of using effects loops and the like, um, before we jump over to the, the next model, uh, I did see on your website you've got like loop expanders offering you, was it six loops or something like that to work with it? Am I, am I thinking right? Yeah, there's something like this. Okay, I don't have every product here right now, but this is our remote. Nice. So one way how, how to switch the amp Actually, there are five ways how to use the M1. One is the two-channel mode. I simply toggle between the clean channel and one of the three overdrive channels um, and then have the boost and the reverb. The next option is you go and assign your three favorite sounds to the internal foot switches. Mm -hmm. So this could be like clean and reverb and this could be like vintage, no reverb for your ACDC dry mm -hmm. rock yep. stuff. And then you you could have whatever a classic with the boost and the reverb and the effects loop engaged with some delay and have this as your solo tone with three internal foot switches okay, okay? yep um then you can combine it with an external foot switch do we know we don't have one here doesn't matter standard double foot switch um this goes in here uh-huh harry is getting one going harry um, yeah uh, see, this is a, a double foot switch. Oops. Ugh. So, uh, by our friends from Laney. And where is it? Ah, here it is. So, and then this will switch um, clean overdrive and boost on off. Cool. And that's on a higher level, which means if I program my internal foot switches, I can go to the clean channel with this one mm -hmm. and switch to boost. So with this combination, I can get four channels set up. I simply have my vintage channel here, my classic channel there, and my modern channel there. Yep. And this goes to clean, and then I can still have the boost. So I have a four-channel setup with that. Awesome. 
so compact. Huh? Yeah, which will, that, that's which the will most drive. Uh, I almost said the word quad box. <laughs> it will drive a quad box. <laughs> yeah, the magic Aussie uh, word. Yeah, four by twelve, um, yeah. straight off your pedal board. That is so cool. Right now, it's a it's a mono yeah, output, isn't it? M- much like campers and the like that are the power amp sections. Yeah, it's um, you know nah, okay. What 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 I did? I need to say a few words about my power amp. Yep. Um, there's a 16 ohm output and an 8 ohm output, mm-hmm. and you know some some of these. Uh, on a, of course, it's mono, and uh, it's just think of it like a 100 watt tube amp that has the two outputs there. You know, it's, um, it's using the nanotube and it's using also class D, which means I can even use it without a speaker connected. Um, and this is what we are doing right now. Yep. You know, a, a classic tube amp, you would need to have an aux box or, you know, SE100 dummy load or something to protect the tubes from killing them. Uh-huh. And this amp doesn't need that. And I can still drive it, have all the benefits uh, just like of a tube amp, but without having the load. The thing about having this different outputs is that I really can provide the 100 watts and more. 100 watts is tube-like watts mm-hmm. with extra muddiness that comes in at the very end, which Zag. gives you more power. Mm-hmm. Zag, you Zag, know, all yeah. that stuff. The be- beautiful stuff. It is. Um, at, at the output, so you can have you know, you're full stack driven by this and you're not missing your good old Marshall, mm-hmm. you know? So this is, I, I beat this, that and and it's it's like the real deal for me. And uh, some other people did A-B tests and they were also very impressed. Um, so, th- so this is the power amp stage in here. And that's, um, I think it's important to know, first, it does work without the load. And secondly, it does what your tube amp power amp stage does. You can simply go into the effects return and pair it to whatever your Mesa or whatever uh, tube power amp, and then you will hear this is not this is not a class D power amp that makes some um, uh, volume. No, it actually sounds like a tube amp and it feels like a tube amp. This is so important. You know, most people think it, the guitar tone is just a pedal and some amp. But yep. you know, you play you play the tube amps. What what I can see in in your background, and you know, there's a difference. There is um, how it feels and how it is, and I captured that on on the amp one. Aha, uh-huh. that's great because there is a difference, and I can hear it. I can hear it. So there's been a lot of guitar players. Um, I, I had discussions with all the, the guys from all the amp companies when I was in Germany. Yeah, just saying that in Australia, it's so big that. You, you'll fly to a city one weekend, yeah. play a couple of shows, fly back home, fly to the, yeah. the other city. Uh, so having to, to take big amps and the like is um, just very impractical. I've been there too. Uh, it, it, if it's heavy, it, it, yeah. I mean, if you would go by train, you could still do something. But flying is – and a big amp doesn't work, simply doesn't work. The only thing you can take is your guitar – which is is important, and then a few pedals, and that's why I made this a pedal amp mm. because this goes into your gig bag, and if you're nice to the air uh, to to the flight attendant, you can sometimes get it on board as Take well. It with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're just saying about yeah. the, the the difference of of the analog versus digital. 
everyone yeah. that has gone digital, I've been to festivals um, and I've seen yeah. them and I know who's using what and you can hear it. My big gripe yeah. with digital versus analog um, is the way it sits in a mix. Um, yeah. Now, I talk very visually when I'm talking about sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, man, I've had them all. I've had Axe Effects, Kemper, etc. Same here. Uh, to me, when you turn it up to where it should be sitting in the mix so that you get the right texture, there's no separation. You can't hear the notes that are being played. You're getting the texture, but you can't mm-hmm. hear the notes, right? If you mm-hmm. turn it up to where, the point where you can hear, and this is digital I'm talking about, and this is just my, my opinion. People might yeah. go, you're crazy. When you turn it up to where you can hear the notes, all of a sudden you've masked everything else. And I can remember years ago, 10 years ago, bought an Axe FX, tried to make it sit on this song. It's just not happening. Uh, then I bought uh, an Egnator tweaker. I put a mic on it, didn't think twice of it, and bang, first take. It works. Had. It just it works. works. It just yeah. works. Yeah. yeah. I, I made similar experience. I designed a modeling amp with using Kettner around 2000, which was called the Zentera. Mm-hmm. And we got an award by American Guitar Player magazine back then, being that the boss of digital amps. And it, it, it was a good amp. It was at the same level as we can see now, uh, you know, XFX and Campus. They are a bit more advanced in the way they can uh, recreate stuff in detail. But the overall problem stays the same. I've been there. I've spent five years of my life working on that. And I know how hard it is. I'm not saying digital technology is bad. That's not true. No, I'm right. saying digital, um, this beautiful stuff. When I was in Australia, I've done a library album, which is, I think, good enough to use plugins on a balcony. And, you know, and I could make it sound pretty good. Um, but here's my experience. I played in a band and um, I had another guitar player that was funnily using the same cabinet that I have. Mm-hmm. He bought a um, fat cap and he had the camper there on the soundtrack. It sounded brilliant. It's yep. like, hey, killer. Yep. But once the band the band started, it was like I was there and he got Where lost. Where are you? Exactly. And that's yeah. exactly what I was yeah. talking about. Yeah. That separation yeah. isn't there. Yeah. yeah. The other thing and I'm noticing is the, the grain. And um, to me, when I'm mixing, to me, the, the grain of an amplifier the mid, in the mid-range sort of if it's right, sits just in front of the speaker and it's random. Yeah. It's random. It's musical. Yeah. It's got harmonics. If you're listening for it, you're just like, oh, listen to that. Digital is not to my ears. Yeah. Yeah. People are going to disagree. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I, I, I know, okay. Uh, I, I, you know, some people would agree. Some people uh, hear differently. Some people don't agree. And um, I think what I noticed is the analog amp is easier to handle let's put it that way because it it speaks more it, it it it's it's probably a bit more direct um but what i found is it's easier even i mean my experience with with the digital amps that i played for two years was it's so hard to get the right volume level so i mean having the separation problem okay you have to tweak it to get the best frequencies with uh, for the room for the uh, for the presets to fine tune it to death to to like okay that's spot on and then you switch to the next program and then if 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 it's like three dbs too much it like sticks out or you get lost again a tube amp 
it's it's so much easier. You you simply you you set a volume and then you you have another channel and this is that's the reason why I talked about the power amp because the power amp is a processor itself that interacts with the speaker. You know, mm-hmm. current feedback. Yep. There's current going back and forth. Then there is a compression, a zagging, an extra overtones in the last stage, which is direct connected to the paper of the cone. You know, yep. there's nothing more direct than a tube amp or what I've done here. I, you know, and this is the benefit of this analog technology or tube amps. Uh, it makes your life easier. You plug it in and it simply works. Uh-huh. In, and if you have a digital product, you have to take more time. You can do other things, which this kind of product is not able to do, like saving 100 presets and, and having all its other things. Uh, but I'm going there with my next product yep. using yep. this technology. But <laughs> I, I'm not, I didn't know whether to bring up your next product or not because it's on your website and that looks amazing. Yeah. But we're talking about the AMP one now. We can get to the AMP X yeah. a little later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This will uh, take a while to be finished. Yeah, but anyway. <laughs> mate, we're yeah. gearheads. We could talk for hours. So, yeah. uh, mate, there was a really cool comment over here from, uh, forgive me if I say this wrong, Julian Prowl, who is saying, how can you get such an amount of features in that tiny box? And this one? <laughs> yeah. Well, use a hammer and squeeze it. <laughs> no, and, uh, no, I mean, this, this, this is... Um, this is using very small components, you know, like um, in the old days, you know, the capacitors and the tubes u- used to be big. And um, this uses SMD um, components that are almost as small as the ones that use on mobile phones. Uh, the, the mobile phone ones is one size smaller. But what we've done is we used the all analog technology using all analog components Capacitors, and I was listening to different type yeah. of these SMD capacitors to find the equivalent to like an orange drop or a Melaroy or a Vima capacitor. And you know, a capacitor is 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 a, a electrical component um, that has a value, but it also has a, a kind of side effects and. Um, that's the magic in the tube amps. And I spent a lot of time finding these differences in this kind of uh, components to get the same sound recipe just on that, um, um, on our, you know, um, nanotube technology. And um, everything is smaller and it's possible. If once you, you start your own way, um, not having the big transformers, having a switch mode power supply, which is universal power. Anyhow. Was, so you are universal power. You can take that worldwide, yeah. and it's yep. Yeah, everything you should just be these need to have Come the on. Aussie the Aussie plug here. I yep. mean, this you know this side is is international, but the other side to go into the, the wall outlet needs to be Aussie. Struth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Struth, mate. <laughs> yeah, cool. Uh, is there any other features on your? Mercury edition that is not on the Iridium that you would like to take us through before we have a listen to the Iridium. Were you going to hook up the other just to, as a comparison? Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, we didn't talk on this one about uh, the recording out. Recording, so, okay. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. I have I have something that I wanted to show you very briefly is I'm using the blue box right now. Yeah. And I show you the the blue box has different cap caps. Um, just a I go for another cap. course this is the fender world and i would go for something like this um and this is like yeah but i also can go direct from this yep. maybe harry can switch uh so just about the the the, uh, the blue box is that speaker yeah. impulse responses that are loaded into yes. that yeah it is yep yep yeah it's my own uh, cabinet collection, so and this in, is direct now. In 2020, you wouldn't so, bother with anything but speaker IRs, I don't think. That, okay. that really is where no. it's at. Okay, can you switch? So this this is the blue box? Yep. And now it's the... That's the direct. Sounds also good. I don't have the many options and choices, but you know. Um, so what I'm saying here is, you know, you can gig with that with a guitar speaker cabinet or a full stack or one by twelve, whatever. Yep. But you can also go direct record with it. Awesome. And and the whole unit is just self-contained. This is all you need. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, okay. Shall we swap for the other one? Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Okay. So um, people are probably, as you're doing that, I'm just going to say, people are probably noticing your really nice guitar there. That is one of his own based on his 61 Strat, which is just sitting beside him there as well. And I've played both those guitars, and they're really, really nice, I've got to say. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so too many cables here. What about MIDI, so. Thomas? Will um, can you ah. use a MIDI controller to control the app one? Yes, you can. Um, the thing is, one sec, one, two, and three. Mate, imagine doing that with a real okay. amplifier instead, having to change the mics. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. No, no, it's all. Um, the thing about the amp one is we have this intelligent foot switch socket that works for the double foot switch that I showed you. And it also works for the remote. Um, so when you plug in our remote, it will detect, oh, it's a remote. So okay. they're talking to each other. Yep. Um, and then I can, you know, I simply plug this one in and then I should be able to, you know, go through my channels here and engage the effects loop and have master volume gain, power soak, everything, and store it in presets. Uh -huh. And um, this remote has a uh, MIDI out, and it has this this uh, thing where we can install something what we call the Looper Kit, yep. which is a pedal switcher. So that's nice. another way how 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 to to do this. And this you know it's now powered with ah, a standard okay. speaker cable or guitar cable. You know, no extra thing needed. Um, and MIDI is is the other option that also goes into the same socket. So this socket here 
you plug in the MIDI adapter and the amp is intelligent, then, oh, now I have a MIDI adapter. And then the boost button will become your MIDI learn button. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, stuff awesome. like that. And, now, tell and us about that, can, that, that looper kit. Now, I was a little confused. I thought that was an expansion for the actual amp one itself, but that's for the controller, is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The looper kit is, is, an, uh, is a, a four... Um, Four loops pedal switcher. We don't have one here. Well, next next time. That's because they're so popular and um, they're sold out. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And and it, it it's it's a, a very clean switching relay uh, looper switcher. Super simple and it works fantastic. This is what's on my pedal board. And I'm esoteric guy. You know, I want yeah. to keep you know the magic of my real sixty one strand, uh -huh. which is here. Um. And you know, so I I, I have like the, the switcher to bring out everything that is not used to have the full hundred percent of that guitar. And then when I bring in the pedal, I have the pedal. But if I don't want to have the pedal, I have a hundred percent of that guitar and not too much cabling. Nice. So that's the reason. So, While well, you got that guitar, show us show us that guitar, mate. Okie doke. Um, that, that guitar that you got there. Show, show us that, the, the 61. The 61? Yeah, okay, yeah, give us a yeah. close look at that because that, I've, I've played that and that is beautiful. Ah, we got one. We got one here. Oh. Yeah, um, um, wait, wait. This is, this is the looper kit. Okay, let's just rewind. <laughs> so, um, yeah, um, and this goes into the remote one switcher with this connector here. Mm -hmm. And then it's super simple. You have an in-out and you have like four cent return loops for pedals. Oh, cool. So and you've got then, level controls for each loop. Yeah. That's great. Uh, no, 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 no level controls. You have, you have four loops and you switch those with uh, the remote one with, with, so this is kind of, this is the brain for it. Yeah. And this, and this goes into that side and then your foot controller becomes a foot controller and pedal switcher. That is freaking awesome. So, so you, you, you get a concept. The amp by itself is the, the lightweight and most compact version, how to get there. Next thing is external foot switch standard. And then the next thing would be this, which then would be controlled with presets and MIDI out and pedal switcher. Or you go MIDI and have whatever fancy... Uh, you know, yep. Gig Rig or yep. uh, Roland or, you know, there's so many companies doing nice switching systems. You've really thought about this, haven't you? But I think, oh. you said it before, uh, necessity being the mother of invention. Yeah. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that English phrase, but... Um, no, I'm you, very familiar yeah, with you, that. You needed it, so you made <laughs> it's it. It's my creed. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you, you're about to play us the um, Iridium edition, yeah? Okay, let's grab a guitar uh, for with the Iridium. I'm, I, I use a humbucker. Where is my humbucker guitar? Okay, um, get this here. And I use something like this. Um, oh, what do we got there? ESP, okay. It's an ESP. It's a um, Seymour Duncan loaded um, guitar. So.
okay, something like this. Maybe get. Um, I didn't do a sound check on this one. That's okay. That's <laughs> okay. From, yeah. Yeah. Start from scratch. Um, so well, the that's good. About, we can see how you go about building a sound on this thing. Right. Yeah. So I start with the master on five. That's always a good starting point. Oh, basically everything on five is always a good starting point. You know. So it this should is, be. Maybe, yeah. It's it's my lesson on how you know everything on five. This is all the way through five. <laughs> And now I can, you know, see what what is missing. You know, do do I do, what do I want to have a volume and now this is the clean clean channel on the, yeah. uh, the Iridium edition, yeah. So it's Iridium a lot edition. a lot cleaner than the other one, isn't it? Than the Mercury. Yes, yes. made more it, for humbuckers it, to stay clean. Yeah, yeah, stay clean. And have even you know even with the humbuckers, uh, I can get shimmering highs with my custom control on the side. If I turn it down, it's like I would call it the typically mid-rangey electric guitar amplifier tone. Yep. And on this side, it's getting a, a, a bit more sparkling. You yeah, know, I'm hearing the tone. overtones now. Yeah, yeah, and and this is uh, with the humbucker. So. You know, when I designed this amp for like metal players in my head, I thought I should have something that brightens up the high output pickups. You know, high okay. output pickups have extra mids, which come in very handy to give you the push for the overdrive. But when you try to get a decent clean sound out of them, mm, mm. <laughs> you know, I know what sparkling highs are. So I came up with this circuit here that gives you this sparkle. That's awesome. That's awesome. So that's the clean channel, which is, as you say, is designed to stay clean with the humbuckers. Uh, right. Yeah. Anything else different about that to the clean channel on the Mercury edition? Basically, just the main thing? it's it's it, yeah. It, no, no. It's it's differently voiced. It has a different uh, gain structure. Um, it's using the same technology. I can still break it up, but it it will sound differently. Just like a different, like a metal tube amp. You know, my reference were, were like. Good ref amps and mesas or angles or you know some some of the great amps we've met all the uh, designers in Germany when you were there when yep. we first met yeah yeah so basically I know all their products as well very well everybody's and, friends uh, and I think that's what people don't realize is all the, the manufacturers well, not all of them but a lot of them uh, yeah are quite friendly as I said I I was lining up a few chats for next week and there was people they say oh who you got tonight it's said Thomas Blug and everyone's like oh I say good day to Thomas and so it's, <laughs> it is a small world the, the the manufacturers yeah it's I mean the, the whole uh, musical um, industry of making you know product for the music um, is kind of uh, a small world and you meet uh, and I think most people are driven from the music so we we are team players most of the time, you know. So we we kind of have a. I think we could could all make a band together. I mean, it's it's you know we we could have Dave on guitar, me on guitar, you on guitar, and you know that we could make the everybody the on guitar, everybody on guitar. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So um, how about channel two on that thing? Okay. What's channel, channel two? Channel two. It's the vintage channel. Yep. And. I can have that um, um, with that guitar. I would call this maybe like a, a little bit like a, 
Uh, Eddie, Eddie Van Halen channel when I yep. boosted with Use the right cabinet for that, which should be this one. There we go. Mate, that started out sounding like a, a blank preset, but you tuned that and got the sound in no time with it. Yeah, I mean, what I've done is, is, is subtle differences. I I reduced the mids from five to four, and I increased the treble from five to six and a half now. So, so you know, and that's it. Uh. <laughs> I really like yeah. when you when you're adjusting the mid range on that, just the frequencies that it's taking you through, uh, and also I was seeing when you're backing off the volume knob, the way that was reacting. Yeah. Um, all That's good signs of a good tube amp, really. But you've yeah, got this yeah, yeah. in a, I mean, something that fits on the floor. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, basically, that's uh, if it wouldn't do it, I wouldn't play it, you know. And I play it. I'm, I'm my first. I'm the number one customer myself, yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah. And do you want to be on stage with something that is not what you could get? So I'm, you know, this is my quality level just for for myself. Yeah. Next Absolute. channel. Next channel. Okay. Next channel is classic. Um, Maybe you can hear it. I'm. Uh, it's a subtle thing that I'm doing here. Mm -hmm. It's it's getting uh, a mid ranger tone on the one side. Yeah. I, I just left the, the, the overall EQ from from the first sound, so I'm not changing that at the moment. Now just this channel. That's the one side that is woodier compared to the other side. Bigger. Yeah, I was going to say that had more, more bottom. Yeah. 
yeah. Thomas, you said you're, you're not playing very loud right now. No, I'm we, still we were, here yeah, yeah. talking level, talking yeah. level. It's, it's, I have a, 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 a super small, uh, uh, half the size of your NS10 monitor for my studio sound. This is what I'm hearing. Wow, wow. I don't know how it sounds at at your end, but it seems to be okay. It sounded pretty good (laughs) in my headphones, mate. Uh, I did see a couple of little comments here. Um, Dragon Square says, with Amp 1's EQ, 6 and 5 is still quite some difference. It's just super powerful. Yes, it is. So I was going to ask you about those EQs. Uh, Are they active or passive? And I should have changed that because I was... Yeah, yeah, okay. They are different. They are actually passive, but... They are neutral. What happens is no tone, zero. That's with it wound right back, is it? Okay. So I have like three bands which don't affect the other band. So you know, on the standard, on the standard uh, passive tone control with guitar amps, it's like when you dial in less mids, you get automatically different highs. Mm-hmm. Or if you have less treble, the, the, the mid-range moves. You know, it's, yep. I call this the like the mattress effect. If you are on a sea, have a mattress, and if you go in the middle, warm, you know, the, the edges kind of stick up. Yep. And, and the, uh, the other way as well. Um, now, you, you want to talk, talk about EQs that interact. And I have, uh, you mentioned before, I've got the AC10. Oh, I've got a microphone right in the way of it. There. Oh, it helps if I actually talk into the microphone. That little AC10, man. That the EQs actually really interact with each other. Um, like you say, yeah, you one affects the other. And that that's a um, that's a beauty if you want to have different characters on your like single channel amp. But for me, I get the characters from my channels, and then have an overall a three band EQ that is. Uh, easier to use in the way I need more treble I just touch that and the rest will stay the same without I have to readjust it so that's the difference with this EQ uh, design uh-huh. of, of the amp one yep. and um, it's the same concept for mercury and iridium but it's totally different voiced for both amps because a, a, an amp like um, the iridium is harder, is more aggressive, but needs a, a different woodiness. At a, you know, so it, it it kind of has different frequencies where where you touch the uh, frequency band mm-hmm. with the controls. Cool. Now, what channel were we up to? That was channel two or three. Three already. This three was three. classic. Yep. Uh, and now modern. As you can hear, this is as tight as it gets with gain. You know, it's it's about being this modern metal kind of thing. I'm not a metal guy, sorry. Yeah. 
nice. And it nice. has a gate um, for the dry rhythm sounds. Versus, oh, cool. You can hear that? that uh, When I engage the reverb, the, the, the gate will switch automatically to soft. So I can get even the... Sounds great. Now you were talking about the tightness factor that metal guys yeah. are after the, the tightness, and they a lot of guys tend to run tube screamers and different overdrive pedals to tighten the amp up. Which kind of when I first heard about this years ago, yes, I, I'm thinking <laughs> to myself, really, you're adding more distortion to try and get it tighter. And I didn't get it until I tried it, and just went, whoa, whoa, yeah. there's that that just pops out a bit and it's chuck it's a chuck so so what what a tube screamer or you know od1 or all these early simple overdrive boxes do for the metal guys is they kind of roll off the low end so they protect the first drive stage from getting overloaded with too much bass mm -hmm. so you know that's important and there's a, a device called the horizon drive maybe you heard of it um that uh, has a, a five whatever position switched where to roll off the bass. Uh, so that's uh, the key factor is less bass, more definition. But then you also need mids to get a full sound. So where is, is the right kind of mids? And that's the secret of the Tube Screamer because this, uh, the Tube Screamer always has this honk, anyhow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then... And then uh, um, by the natural roll-off of the Tube Screamer and the extra horn, you get a pretty solid uh, foundation to put that tone into high-gain stages. So, and that's tighten up the sound and still being rich and, and full. Nice, so nice. That's well, you, the you've done well. You've done well, mate. I still and this is all in there already. So, you know, no, no pedals required. So, you know, yeah. my Tube Screamer and all that stuff, that's, it's here for my classic M's how to cook the same sound recipe. But that recipe is already in here. Nice. It's, what What are you using to play live? Are, are you use obviously, you've got the silver the one. one. You've got the silver, um, yep. And then yeah, yeah, what, what effects are you hooking up with all that? Okay, I got several pedal boards. My, my biggest pedal board is um, using a tape echo. Um, that I designed with Jusen Kettner, which is not using real tape anymore, but a real tube. Okay. It's called the Replex, the, the Tube Replex, and that's kind of like the first Echoplex uh, incarnation with a real tube. It's 
my holy grail really pedal it's even bigger than my amp now so the next product or one day i will have a product with this echo uh, because it's it, it takes too much real estate on my pedal board mm-hmm. um so that's um on my pedal board i have a small stone phaser you know um it's a classic thing then i have yep. a wah from the Ch- czech republic or uh, george dennis i think the company doesn't exist anymore okay. it is a um, an optical wah like a morley but has a, a, a bit smoother frequencies i just like that and what else i have a boss dd2 that i modded okay you know kind of getting it a little darker sounding yeah there's something so about analog my- analog delays isn't there um yeah you mentioned that oh, yeah i've got a uh hx effects sitting just behind me there somewhere uh, there it is. yeah 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 i yeah. see it i see uh, it on, on the yeah end. yeah and it's great to have everything in one but yeah man i've got one of those a pedal M- is a pedal mxr yeah. carbon copy delay oh, i just can't get that Super. thing to sound anything like that uh i've got the yeah. arion uh chorus pedal um i've yeah. got two here the sch sch one and a z of uh my friend mickey has lent yeah. me his i forget who has the one and who has the z but we've got both there man yeah. the the chorusing in that thing and anything digital is 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 this even on in, in comparison yeah um there's just something about analog magic yeah so yeah what, what else you got in that true. board there mate on your your pedal board. Oh, um what else is on my pedal board um so there was the dd2 that's a pretty good setup as it is that's pretty good as it is yeah um um ah i have another booster because i'm i'm a booster freak you know i use all the drive for my amp yep um but i have a a a reusen 10 daniel d is a german guy Mm -hmm. that has simply put a a single tube stage uh, that I can use, and it gives me a little color. Nice. So my, you know, this is why I have the looper kit. I can switch in and out different booster pedals or none, just for a little spice of this, you know, like a bit of little pepper here and a bit of chili there, yeah. and you know. But it's it's only tiny little differences. Yeah. So that's on my on my pedal board, and I got the remote, so I can make the whole thing programmable with bringing in and out the pedals changing channels and loop and blah 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 so it's that's where i'm at now beautiful beautiful is there anything else about the uh, iridium edition that we should know that's um that's different to the mercury yeah you, um on this one you have the speaker simulation built in which is voiced differently then you have um the option to switch it off in case you wanted to use your own irs Cool. Um, that's something metal players do a lot, and uh, then it's an easy way to 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 get the, the signal for your door or whatever. Yeah. Yep. Um, but besides that, um, it's a different amp for different guitars and players. Yep. And uh, um, the owner of this guitar is a friend from from my area, Alex Bayroth. Mm-hmm. Uh, he plays with Sinner and some other bands, and we we are friends from teenage days and he's got one of my blue guitars <laughs> so we simply swap we have we never pay any money you know it's just yeah, you know yeah, yeah. between friends yeah. And, yeah. and and he knows me and and he he was touring with uh, rock meets classic in germany and whatever played with all the big guys and 
uh, you know, he, he knows me and the M1, when the silver one came out, oh, it's nice, but you know. So now with the Corona crisis, he had to stay home and he rebuilt, rebuilt his whole studio, you know, you know, kind of took it apart, moved it a bit, a bit and, and stuff. And I was borrowing him uh, uh, here, one of the Iridium, the black one. And, um, you know, just for, hey, check it out, you know, we are friends, it's cool. And usually it's, he says, yeah, it's not my cup of tea because I've got this voodoo amp and I got this and I got, you know. And the other day he called me, first time in, in our hood, and I said, hey, Blugi, I have to tell you something. Now it's shocking. What's going on? Is some, is, is, did your father die or what, what's this? I, this is his best amp in his studio now. And I know what he's got in his studio. Yeah. You know, it's like, are you serious? No, no. He found his tone. And it's like, oh, my God, you know, find me. Yeah, cool. And it, with your, Ooh, with your have, product, that's great. Yeah. Now, I've got a great product idea for you, mate. Okay. Imagine if you made, somehow managed to squeeze four, four channels from the Mercury Edition and yeah. Iridium into one yeah. unit. It might have to be a little bit bigger. Yeah. I, I think you should do that. I'm going to put a patent on it before you, you start making that. <laughs> I already showed the study and the prototype at NAM this year. And this is the so next it's not a secret that we are working. No, the Ampex is no secret. Yeah, okay. No, it's, you know, I, I, it's such a big project. I, I choose the date NAM 2020 because it's a new decade. And, um, I have seen, you know, all tube M's, I've seen transistor M's, I've seen hybrid M's, I've seen modeling M's, and I've seen all kinds of variations. And in my life, the next product, which is the MX, combines all the beauty of this with all the rest that I still have in my head <laughs> into um, our next flagship product, which is all analog signal path with a nanotube combining that with some analog effects for compressor, for drive, for boosters, which is fully programmable. And even more scary, I can recreate any pedal, any amplifier that you can think of in an analog way. It, it's like, man, this guy is sick now. You win. Yes. You win. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay, I'm back. Ah! Yeah, man, man, yeah, when I saw that on your website, I just went, oh, yeah. whoa, somebody's really been thinking. So it's pretty much everything that's in all the digital modelers that are out there. But I'm not being too digital. I mean, that, I try yeah. to be, yeah, I, mm. I, I try to combine best of both worlds, but in a way that I get anything analog possible doing in analog and of course my reverb is digital and my delay is digital but I will use also analog components to spice it up to get to there so you know with all my experience and all my pedal collections and you know on my pedal board there is mostly analog stuff so that's my reference point so my first reference point was my 13 tubes loaded boutique head to replace with this little fellow and now my next challenge is to get my whole pedal board in just one pedal amp. And 
um, my car broke down and I will buy a new convertible. And this time I buy a BMW with uh, the, the steel roof and there's no, there's not much room in, in the trunk. So I have to build this amp just for my new car. <laughs> that is awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. So how far off do you think that is going to be before we, we see the, uh, the amp expo? Is that a fair way off? I would say NEM uh, next year. But the thing is, the, the whole project is so complex. It's because, imagine, if you have a standard amplifier, you have a circuit. And the circuit, you know, like your Vox, you can dial in the treble here, and you can dial in the bass there. And there's like three knobs, and that's it. And then how to test it, you can apply a test signal, and you get like a, a response from a... Um, uh, white noise or pink noise and you and it's easy but now we designed an amp that can recreate anything uh, how many options how to find out if something is wrong on the analog side and how to find out what's wrong on the software so the complex complexity of this thing is so complex it's not by two it's by scary I, so and i know it works because I, ha I i've heard our spider prototype and the quality is there but i only could hear one sound if i try to make another sound i have like 50 parameters that i have to change it takes a whole day to get another sound yeah and now we have to marry like the digital controlling side with the analog things Boah. All, all i'm saying is it will be. It, it will see the market when it's finished and when it's when right. It's ready. Yeah, and you're not going to when it's ready. Let people be the beta yeah. testers. Yeah. No, so, no, no. So, are you are you the technical guy behind all this, or are you the Steve Jobs and you have a Steve Wozniak behind the scenes, or are you uh, both? Yeah, I'm. I have a team. Let's put it that you way. Have a team. Yeah. I'm. Yeah. It's it's like you know I can mod a little bit. I can I understand everything. I can mod tube M's. I I'm on that level. But I'm not able to make a switch mode power supply and uh, a crazy stuff like our power amp stage. I have ideas for how it should be, you know. Yep. But going in detail, I have a Russian engineer who is a brilliant guy. And I have a very talented German engineer. Um, and he's probably more the digital guy, but also has analog knowledge. And... In, in the team of the three of us, we get there. And that's, um, yeah, it's a teamwork. But, you know, one guy alone would never get there. It's, I mean, you know, yeah. I could make something like a Soldano amp. I could make one great sound and yeah. have the old school technology. Um, and, you know, so it, it, takes, it takes us three. Aha. Uh -huh. Well, mate, it sounds like you're doing things right, which is which is great. And as somebody said, he, he is such a pro, he won't put it out till it's perfected. And there are some companies yeah. that, that put stuff out and um, yeah, you'd hope that the, the people will be their beta testers. But you can obviously play very fucking good. <laughs> that was the first thing I noticed when I met you and you picked up a guitar in Germany and you started playing. It was just like, oh, I'm not playing in front of this guy. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> Talking about your game. playing, talking about your playing, uh, we were talking a little earlier and you said that you really don't practice that much. How do you keep your chops up if you're not one to, to practice? 
Yeah, okay. Usually I have booked myself enough gigs during the year. And, you know, being on stage means I have to perform and I have to be good because people pay to see me. Mm. And um, so for me, it's like focusing the energy. That's one thing. And the other thing is I learned um, I can do a lot of things in my head already. It's like... Um, I can dream of melodies, I can think of arrangements, I can uh, just, I wrote most of my albums on my push bike and uh, doing other things than having a guitar in my hand. Mm. And then, of course, when I grab the guitar, I need some physical exercise as well. Um, but I think I learned most of that when I was a teenager and then I became kind of too busy to practice. Maybe you notice too. I mean, the more professional you get, the less time you have for, for practicing, I think. I, I have to admit, I, I get bouts of tendonitis. Um, and just during the whole lockdown thing the last month, um, I haven't touched a guitar on purpose uh, just to let them all heal and everything. Every, every couple of years, they, they tend to flare up. And that's good. That's good. What I found is if you play every day, if you play too much, you're technically brilliant but you lose some of the freshness in the inspiration. Absolutely. At least I do. Absolutely. I, I feel no? the same. Just the way you were describing, um, you know, writing in your head and everything. Um, yeah. And that's, you're not thinking too much technique. You, you said it to me earlier, you like to go for a bike ride or something. And I said, yeah, I go for a walk on the beach and I don't think about it. And melodies will just start playing in my head um, rather than thinking the numbers game. Um and we also said that Steve Vai recently just watched one of his live streams and he was talking about getting your ear to a point that you can practice songs and um, not touch a guitar. You practice them in your head. And he was saying that yeah. before he even hits record, he knows exactly how that's going to sound, the textures and everything involved, and it's just a matter of recreating that. So it's quite a skill. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm a visual guy like you. I mean, it's like when I think of something i can see the fingering you know and even if i don't have the guitar in my hand i know ah oh, this is the fingering da, da, da. yep you know it's like there yep so absolutely, absolutely. kind of works yeah. <laughs> now you, you had your, your 61 strat there before but you also had a uh, a blue guitar is that that's the other one yeah. isn't it yeah yep which yeah. you developed with if i'm not wrong trev wilkinson is that who built that? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, Trevor Wilkinson. Um, there's a little story about me and Trevor. Um, we, oops, uh, we like stories. We like stories. Um, we got we got a few people listening in. So <laughs> okay, no, no one's going to know. So this, 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 yeah, yeah. This is the the vintage guitar. Uh, this is my first project with Trevor Wilkinson. Vintage is a UK brand, and I have like two signature models with them. Cool. And um, and. This is, we, uh, we go back decades. And, and Trev is, um, first he's a super nice guy and we've been talking every trade show and blah, blah, blah. And um, yeah, one day he came up and said, I, I make an, an affordable guitar project. Are you interested? And I said, oh, cheap guitars. Uh, and then he gave me a prototype. I said, man, that's actually pretty good. And then, if I do it, I want to go all the way. So I, I, I want extra shielding plate. I want my dummy coil. I want this and that and blah, blah, blah. 
And that okay, yeah, sure, let's do it, and still get it at a good price, decent price point. So this came out of our collaboration here, which goes back ten years, or um, and they are still on the market. And cool. this is when I founded Blue Guitar. He said, you know, you do stuff on in front of camera. You shouldn't have, um, you should have your own logo in the camera. Uh-huh. And I said, yeah, you're right. <laughs> and uh, um, so we came up with the idea of making a master build blue guitar that that kind of makes um, me sound like playing the real deal. Mm-hmm. So have a good spare guitar at yep. the highest possible level. And this yep. is now what it is. And um, yeah, I can hey. show you with this amp. <laughs> Now, Thomas, yeah. you said the magic word before. You said dummy coil. Have you got a dummy coil in that? And if people don't know what that is, do you care to explain to folks what a dummy coil is? Oh, uh, yeah, no, no, my pleasure. This is this is the switch to engage the dummy coil. So if it's in, it looks original and it's bypassed. So it's all original, looks original, and it sounds original. And if this is engaged. Um, the dummy coil is active. So what is a dummy coil? Dummy coil is an extra coil, um, just like on a humbucker where I have a sep- uh, an, another pickup that picks up the signal but reverse wound. And so the, the, the hum is coming from whatever, your transformer, you know, electric magnetic field. And then if one coil picks it up positive and the other one negative and you blend both together, it kind of, can, is hum cancelling mm-hmm. or reducing. I mean, you know, it's um, so, and that's the concept of a humbucker. Uh, in the humbucker, the two uh, coils are next to each other in one pickup, um, usually. And what I've done is simply, I have a, a spare pickup underneath the scratch plate um, that just picks up the hum and no strings. So I don't have any extra gain like a humbucker, but I have less noise. Uh-huh. And uh, that's the way I do it. It's not much sound difference. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, that's awesome. So that's that's. I'm gonna have to look into those. I've never had a guitar. I've never had a guitar with a dummy coil, and I might look into that. Because true single coils do have a sound. For I me, got Richie Cotson strat back there somewhere, and uh, the pickups in that are true single coils. And there's some venues I just can't use it. But, oh, man, when I record with it, just nothing else has that bloom around the front end of yeah, the note. Uh, yeah. Love it. I, I totally agree. And for me, I came up with this solution out of necessity on stage because, you know, I loved my 61 Strat so much that I played every gig with it. And I played many styles with it. I play high gain and I play classic clean tones and everything. And when you play, you know, some of the clubs, they are on train stations, mm-hmm. you know, because outside town or and and this is where you can are allowed to make music but the, the problem is it's so when the train comes mm. it's, and you play high gain on the strat it's like impossible and so for me the point is um i had to i had to come up with a, with an idea and swapping the guitar is not my cup of tea uh and then i Came, I tried it. I didn't invent that, but uh, it's something that I 
did to my guitar and uh, still do, which is great. Awesome, awesome. Like I said, I'm gonna have to look into that because it's not something I've had in any in any of my strats. Uh, I do have and some. You can noises. still. Yeah, yeah, you can still switch it, bypass it. That's the point. Mm. You know, I mean, if 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 you want to go all original, it's it disappears. You know, just one flick of a switch. Hmm. I'm gonna have to talk to some guitar guys around here, repairers, or and see what if they can whip up if, something like that for me. I'm, um, I've done um, uh, a live stream myself mm. uh, called the Academy of Tone. Yep. I think in episode number two and three, I'm talking about this, but in episode number two, you will find the schematics oh, cool. for how you do it on a strat. So you you can you you because. Um, you will understand once yeah. show this to a guitar guy yeah. and he goes, oh, okay, I understand. Okay, so just for the viewers again, if somebody didn't catch that, where, where can they find that? Uh, you go on the Blue Guitar yep. YouTube channel mm -hmm. um, and then you find three live streams by now. We just started. Yep. And um, on the second and the third one, I'm talking about the dummy code. And on the second one, we posted a link for downloading the schematics for this. And on this, uh, and I showed the difference, wow, details and blah blah. I went very esoteric. I have master tone versus standard wiring on another guitar, and I demonstrated that. Cool. Just thinking about strat details. Yeah. Well, thank you, kind sir, for sharing that knowledge online. That's very kind of you. I'm going to have to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So, Thomas, I saw a couple of weeks ago that you posted uh, some music of yours on on Facebook. And I commented on there because it was the, the backing of it was very electronic, and that wasn't what I was expecting from you. And I personally love electronic music. Yeah, people think, really, you're a guitar player? I forgot about being a guitar player for 15, 15 years and just made electronic music. And I noticed that our friend Mika also his he's got a, yeah. his previous album was very electronic, and I played that on Spotify and just went yeah. messages and went, dude, wow. I know you got a new album, but the one before, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. How does the electronic thing work in for you, mate? Is that something that you've always liked, or no, no? I'm, you know, I'm, you know, I grew up with uh, the Rolling Stones and Kraftwerk, uh -huh. you know, um, and so I have uh, and Jean Michel Jarre, you know. Uh, Stuff. Um, so I was fascinate, fascinated as a teenager from electronic music as much as I was fascinated from the Warring Stones with them. You know, yep. so all that uh, music is, is, is my music. Yeah. So... Of course, being a guitar player, mostly you end up in being uh, in a classic rock and roll or you know blues environment. And um, I've done movie scores for television, and there I was doing more electronic stuff just because I play a little keyboards and there's all the electronic sounds, and it was inspiring, stuff like that. Yep. Um, and then I played a few organic guitar notes on top of that. Yep. And um, I wanted to do a record like that, and this this was my third uh, solo record, and basically it's a one man show because I played everything on that, even the bass. Uh -huh. Only on the last track I had my my band playing, um, 
I really like that album. Yes, but some of my fans didn't like it. They, oh, they really? went like, ah. And here, here's the fun thing about it. I played the same songs from that electronic record on my live album, uh, Live in Ralte in, in the Netherlands, yeah. with Thijs van Leer, the organ player from Focus, um, in my band, the same songs from the electronic albums, just with a live band played, and everybody goes, that's a great song. I didn't know. I said, did you? I didn't like the, 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 the previous album. It, uh, you know, they, they, just because of the sounds, mm. they didn't listen. Mm. Mm. And for me, convertible car, electronic album with the guitar, this is all, that, that, that's my word. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. Uh, I did have a few things here before I rounded up that I was going to ask you. Uh, where can people get the Amp One or any of your products? Are they available direct or well, do you have distributors um, around the place? We have distributors around the place. We have uh, dealers. Um, of course, Australia is very far from Germany. We do mm. have a, a distributor, EGM, and they just get a shipment which will leave or left yesterday. So um, there will be more uh, amps in Australia, hopefully very soon, next week. Yay! Um, Air Freight. Yeah. Yes. And... And then there are, of course, there are big online dealers. I mean, we, internationally, we, we sell to Sweetwater, to Thoman. We have local stores in Germany, um, and we have distributors in the Netherlands and in many countries. Not all of them. The company is still young. If some Japanese guys listen, we need somebody new in Japan. But, you know, we're... Cool. We're there. I will yeah. stick a uh, link in the comments below after we're finished uh, with a, a link to them in at Toman if uh, people in Europe uh, or yeah. a bit closer uh, want to get one. Um, I did talk to Marcello um, the other day who was the Australian distributor and they are indeed on their way. Um, I am yeah. going to do a bit of a comparison video between the two and I have uh, – yes, I um, – I've got a couple of friends. I mentioned my friend Licia before. I I actually yeah. reckon that we're going to get these. We go, oh, yeah, how much? We'll take them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, yeah, uh, I'm really excited to get my hands on one again. Um, it's been a while since I played it in Germany. Do we have any yeah. more questions for folks in the chat room before I round things up with Thomas? And if you're tuning in on Facebook, I'm not actually getting the comments from Facebook here, so you might want to jump over to YouTube or you could chuck a comment in there now I actually have it open beside me i might see it but we've got far more viewers actually on youtube than facebook right now thomas anything you wanted to add in there before we round up mate oh not really i mean uh if if you're interested you know the blue guitar channel we we go into detail i mean it's it's like Sometimes it might be esoteric, uh, but if you are into detail, I hope I can provide some of the knowledge that you don't find other places. Of course, there's some common knowledge and there's some stuff. So the Blue Guitar Channel is new. That's my new baby. Um, and it's um, something good. Uh, no, stay healthy, stay safe. Mentally enjoy playing the guitar. And, uh, you know, that's the good thing about Australian people. They have a beautiful mindset. Most of them are just so positive people. Oh, cool. At, at least I met, I, I met them. And um, it's probably you have so much sun uh, or whatever makes you happy. It's, it's great. It depends uh, where you are. I, it's a I big really, place. It's a big place. But I probably yeah. live in the, the, 
the best well, it's known for its surfing beaches and the like it's called the gold coast yeah. and yeah, yeah it's it's like living in hawaii or miami when i go down to the, yeah. the the beaches yeah in fact the beaches here are named after like places like miami and and the like yeah, yeah. but um mate if ever you, you come down this way you have to make sure you uh, you touch base and be cool to get together it's on my wish list yeah it's, yeah awesome yeah. so yeah. folks let, let's all thank uh, thomas for coming in he's been an absolute champion and as i said i'm going to put some links below where you can get the amp one and once again thank you very much thomas and i will see everybody again oh we got some good guests next week as well so i just posted all those on my facebook um recall us music We've got them coming in. I've got the next couple of weeks of some really cool guests. So thank you, everybody. Thank you, Thomas. Goodbye. Cheers.